You hear that? That's the awkward silence of a family dinner after you just got caught vaping. Most vapes contain high levels of nicotine and disappointment. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome super gamer boys i'm your host colonel and dad garrett morling and here in the virtual studio with me is the king of video games and still resident superstar adrian holmes what's up adrian garrett my man here we are another week another potential disaster in the making (laughs) but we'll talk about that later how you doing man i'm doing pretty good doing pretty good i know i feel like and I, i i said this last week we did, there was a, a certain news story about a certain uh, console maker that I like felt bad. I'm like, man, you know, what? let's cut this short because we've been de- beating this dead horse for a few weeks, and then they go and do something again this week. So we're and they're like, talking. no, hurt me more. I like it. I like it. hurt me more. It's like <laughs> freaking cyborg ninja, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> um, yes. So doing good, other than just like, what's going on? I'm just shaking my head. Shake my head. Uh, but I also want to introduce here to the virtual studio, the heavyweight bot casting champion of the world, Super Gamer Bot. That's hey. right. He's Super Gamer Bot back in the building. Back, they're back for another week. Uh, they already have a longer streak than JJ ever had. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw <laughs> that out there. But, uh, <laughs> no. um, I mean, the truth is the truth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we uh, are joined by uh, the AI once again. Um, good to have them. And uh, yeah, they'll be chiming in later on in the show here. Uh, but today... we got to figure out a way to have it like... You know how when people do tips on Twitch and it reads it out in a voice? It does like the generic like Microsoft voice thing. Yes, <laughs> like, it, like somehow we, we can make it interject. Like if it's listening to the conversation or something, or we type it in, we type in a topic and it can give us thoughts about it. Yeah. And then it just... What do you think, Super Gamer Bot? And then we click on, you know, play the voice. Well, I mean, what I it, it would it would be a process, but what I could technically do is ask ChatGPT and then copy and paste its response into just Microsoft Voice, and it would just read it out loud. Yeah, <laughs> on the podcast would be super cheesy. <laughs> that, would be, that would be pretty good. Computing, give me thirty seconds. <laughs> 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 oh man, so good. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about Asus's challenger to the Steam Deck, the downfall of Redfall, and Xbox's plan beyond the Activision Blizzard deal. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers, Bumble Smash, Eddie Martin, and Kajoma01, and our Super Gamer sponsors, Julie Bates and Mama Mare. If you want to be awesome just like those folks, head over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys where you can support us starting at just $1 a month. That's right, one buck. And you could be getting episodes early and ad-free, such as this uh, this episode, this very, very show, or our other show, Super Gamer Book Club, hosted by Adrian over there. There is a brand spanking new episode out right now for you Patreon supporters. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, me and Adrian. Fantastic uh, game. Just dive into that one. It's so good. I was extremely proud of my social media post, too. I don't know if you noticed that, the... Just the verbiage, just making oh, it really yeah, no, on, no, really, I, I, really I on brand there with the Phoenix. <laughs> right. 
but uh, yeah, go check that out. Just a dollar. You can get it two months early. Uh, if you're on the fence about supporting us though, and you just want to check out some previous episodes, uh, two months out, you can get those ones for free on any podcast app to search for Super Gamer Book Club or uh, youtube.com slash supergameroys. You can watch them. And right now it's a, oh, the Hi-Fi Rush with DJ Trues. So go Another check out that episode. Game. Such a good game. Uh, that's really Xbox's only win in the last like what two three years. So I was gonna say years. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta celebrate it when you know when we can. You know, like they they're not completely dead. You know, their their souls aren't completely crushed over there. <laughs> um, but uh, go check that episode out. And upcoming, I have something here in the notes, but I don't know if it's for sure. I never heard of for sure from you what the plan is. So all right, do you, so do you know what this next one is gonna be? I do. So for okay. this month. Uh, we are going to close the book on this season of Super Gamer Book Club, but we're going to round it out in style. I could not let the season finish without completing the Triforce of Super Nintendo all-time classics. Yes, the whole We've trilogy. done A Link to the Past. We've done Super Mario World, both masterpieces in their own right. But there's one more game that many would say rounds out the trilogy and that's none other than the absolute gem and my favorite game of all time super metroid wow okay i have only played little bits and pieces of this never finished it so i'm excited about this one yes hopefully uh, uh i am in talks i gotta i gotta follow up with them uh, we can have the Nintendo Cartridge Society back to round this out with us. Right. As is uh, tradition. They've been with us the other two times, so they, yes. they have to. Whether they like it or not, they're going to be <laughs> on it. <laughs> so look, be on the lookout for that. Uh, like I said, this is our uh, Super Gamer Book Club Season 2 finale. And yeah. we uh, might have some things in the works after that. So keep your keep your eyes peeled and keep your ears to the ground. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to make you guys some some awesome things here. And sometimes for some new things to start up some other things got to come to an end at least for a little bit so yeah uh looking forward to that looking forward to some super metroid uh we'll talk more about our patreon later on the show i want to give a a big old shout out to jack sriracha and yate for allowing us to use their music on our show make sure you go check them out you can find the links in the show description below on youtube uh or in the show description on your podcast app links to spotify and apple music uh and if you can't find the links for whatever reason just search for just do a search it's real easy jack sriracha and yate y-a-t-e pretty easy and uh, they pop right up so go give them a follow listen to them support their awesome music um all right you know what it's now time to check the mailbag and as we all know the mailbag is now entirely uh uh i guess held by uh and organized by and coordinated or what's what's the word i'm looking for uh not coordinated hmm. the ai is in charge basically <laughs> we've, we've just totally given into the matrix and like hey you know what like we're worthless flesh bags uh you know better than us our ai overlords so <laughs> super gamer buy is now in charge of the mailbag uh and uh, they've curated that was the word i was looking for curated a nice little uh selection of questions here so we did get a question from a, a real life human being, though. 
from Sir Prince-a-Lot over at supergamerboys.com slash discord. He joined us over there, and you can too, totally free. You don't have to support us on Patreon or anything to do that. You can chat with us throughout the week, hang out, uh, talk about the news, talk about what you're playing, and ask us questions for the show. And we really hope you do because, you know, it's it's, it's really fun when we get questions from you guys, the listeners. So think about heading over there and uh, dropping some questions for us to answer here on air. Uh, but this first question from Sir Prince Law is... What Star Wars character slash side story needs their own standalone movie uh, like Rogue One? And what's the plot? Uh, his, his suggestion here is... Now, I'm going <clears> to <throat> give you guys some context. This oh, is boy. also the person who we talked about, I think it was this last week, is a huge fan of the Gollum game, right? The one that's upcoming. Um, which he sent me immediately. He sent me a uh, Instagram reel about this guy who talked about how was raving about it, talking about how incredible the game is. So apparently, let's hope. Sir Prince Lot's not the only one who's stoked about it. But he, he suggested a Watto origin oh story. God. So, I mean, I, I I think he's onto something there. You know, we need I need more of that. Yes, yeah, you know, spunky the, uh, uh, of the of hundreds life. of characters in Star Wars. Yeah, we need a Watto game. We need a game about the guy who has slavers and and funds pod races. Yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, I would just love to see like what was it like growing up? Like, why is he the way he is? Because you know what? Like, maybe he uses dealt a real bad hand because just, tattooing. Like, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> tattooing. I mean, that's that's honestly George Lucas's answers to a lot of things, though. Just yeah, that's because true tattooing. Too. It all comes back to Tatooine. Yeah. No matter how hard you try to get away, it always just comes back to Tatooine. Um, my, I would love, so I'm saying this because I'm just completely uneducated on the Clone Wars TV show and Rebel. Like, I haven't watched any of the animated shows. Let's mm -hmm. put it at that. But some sort of expansion on Darth Maul's story. Whether it's a prequel, like pre-episode one, that would be cool because I know that hasn't been touched on, I don't think, in, the, in the, any of the animated shows. Um, or even if it is like a rehashing of stunt, some of the stuff that we see in like some of the animated shows, but just like live action, like bring back the original dude. Like, I don't know. I think that'd be sick. So most likely it would be the latter of what you're talking about because they have brought Darth Maul back. Uh, he was in Clone Wars. He was in, yeah, he's, he, he was in Rebels and he was also Solo. in that... Yeah, <laughs> and he was also in that new uh, the Obi Wan series on Disney Plus. Was he? Yeah. I don't remember that. How did I miss that? I think. Wait, no, I'm thinking of um. Am I thinking of Rebels? Am I conflating the two? No, no. You see, uh, he might have been in Rebels. You said Obi Wan. He. I don't think he was in Obi Wan. You might be right did about I Rebels. I know he's in Rebels for sure. Okay. You said Obi-Wan, though, and I was like, I don't remember him being Oh, no, he, sorry. But... He was supposed to be in it. He, he was cut. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought Darth Maul was an awesome character. Like, just what little we got of him. Like, he just seems like... Do you think he's awesome because he looked cool? Is that why? With the red and black and the spikes? So, yeah, he looked cool, but he had, had such... <sighs> he had a really awesome fighting style. Like, it's different than any other, like sith we see like it's just so much more like acrobatic and uh the double blade is iconic like he's one of the only ones that we ever really see at least in the movie canon ever has a double lightsaber so it's like right i don't know there was just so much that they could yeah, have done with him and then Up they just like now. 
Yeah, it's like so. Yeah, there's just so much potential there that they could have made him into a cool character, character-wise. You know, like with, with through character building, like oh man, like there's this like so much different from other Jedi and Sith and, and characters in that canon. So, um, and even just like the um, the alien race that he is, I forget the what it is, but um, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know. <laughs> well, they bring it up in uh uh. Yeah, I'll, I'll Google it real quick. Jedi in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I think they like because you go to the planet basically where he's originally from. Yeah, there's other there's other of his species. It's not him yeah. though. Right, I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying though. Like, there's this like that's such a rare like planent in in race that's like you, you really only ever see it in like oh this up is until very Jedi clever. Fallen Order. Uh, they are from the planet Dathomir, and their species is Dathomirian. Oh, that makes sense. I knew the planet name. I didn't make the connection that they would just you don't want to give them us uh you know a specific kind of name they're just dathomirian huh okay all right all right um yeah so that's my thing i I think something with darth maul whether it's like him getting hooked up with the emperor the first time or yeah even post then like after he gets his legs chopped off you know i don't know (laughs) uh oh man this is a tough one because a lot of the characters that I wanted to see more on have gotten stuff at this point. Uh, like I said, we just got the the Obi Wan yeah. series. Uh, I'm trying to think. We're we're gonna get more of the Rebels canon with Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. She got a lot. I said it, uh, and pretty much everybody who is a fan of Rebels said it. This is basically the next season of Rebels with how many of those characters are in it. Yeah, um, I know. Once once I saw the trailer and I always watch uh, new new rock stars, their breakdowns. I'm like, I really need to watch like Clone Wars and especially Rebels now. Like there's like Rebels so much I feel so like good. Dude. I feel like I'm like missing out on so much of the story. Like even well, even in uh, uh, Mandalorian with uh, Bo-Katan, I'm like her whole story is is in uh, Rebels. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I picked up the really only the only reason I knew what was going on with her is just like watching the new rock stars like breakdowns and stuff like that like oh okay okay yeah that's cool that's cool but i've never actually seen the show but one day yeah they are tying a lot of the uh content here that they're producing lately they're really starting to include rebels lore into it and i'm here for it um so much so i think was it was it episode eight that had um harris ship in it it was eight or nine, I think. Hmm. It was like it was for only a, oh, I think it was eight because they were doing the when they sent the call, the distress call out and then oh, everybody okay. started showing up. I think her ship was one of the ones, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, no rebels rules. Um, I can't really think of anybody that I want to that. I'm like, oh, I need to see more about this person. Um. We're getting more stuff on 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 Thrawn. Uh, I guess maybe Revan, but that might be in a um, that might be explained in the uh, new Jedi game. Apparently, people are theorizing that 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 guy in the tank might be Revan. So I don't know. Oh, we'll see. Okay. Um, I just yeah, want I don't know. like uh, <laughs> I I I just want like uh, um. A reality TV show style, like behind the scenes, almost like uh, like 
like day in the life running the business of Jabba the Hutt, just like his whole like his whole like his club the slash like stuff. underworld stuff, like where it's like doc mockumentary style, and he's like talking to the camera and just you know sending people out on missions. Like that's what I want. I want like mockumentary office style, but with Jabba the Hutt trying to run his dang under underworld business with like incompetent like employees and stuff like that. <laughs> Actually, I take it back. I know what I would want in an expansion on uh, Delta Squad. I know there's books and stuff, but I want like an actual media project, uh, another okay. game, a movie. Uh, apparently, they make a cameo in the Bad Batch. A couple Delta of them. Delta Squad do. is Republic Commando, right? Yeah. Okay. That was the best thing about the game was the was the squad. Um. So I would like to see more of them. Hopefully they bring them back into the fold somehow. I still yeah. think that that game, I think there's a lot of ideas that they're leaving on the floor that they could remake it and, and really do something. Uh, but it very badly needs to be remade. That's for sure. <laughs> All the games. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that idea, especially. I mean, well, I like that idea, but. It just means that people would have to go play that game. And I don't know if I could recommend anyone go play. No, that it's game a reboot. With, we're, we're rebooting with good it. conscious. So, yeah, we, they'd have to remake the game and then start tying it into shows. It's a, it's a reboot. Stuff. Yeah, we can use um, the same lore, but uh, we're we're this is the jumping <laughs> off point. Yeah. Uh, all right. This next question comes from Super Gamer Bot. And they ask, do you prefer open world or linear games and why? <sighs> <laughs> It's a tricky one. It is. Because I don't necessarily... I don't which know. One I, do you, I, let's just say, like, which one do you lean more towards, I guess? Because, like, obviously there's going to be games in both camps that we like. One of, right. But which one do you generally, like, feel like... Uh, like, you see a trailer of it and you're immediately, like... Or, or you, he you hear, like, oh, such and such game is this. Or you're automatically, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm probably going to like it then. Like, I guess... I guess I would have to say linear because a lot of times when I see trailers, especially like for big marquee titles, less so for indie games, uh, depending on the situation. But I'm always like, what is the story going to be for this? So that would, I guess, put me in the linear camp mm -hmm. versus the open world because open world is more gameplay focused. Right. So, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. And I, I mean, this is kind of something that we've talked about uh years past it's been a while since we've really brought it up but no games that are more linear and story focused are kind of my jam like i i can appreciate and enjoy my time in an open world game like don't get me wrong i'll have fun in it but i am far less likely to complete those games only because the plot can get lost so quickly you know, right. you're off doing a million little side quests or you're trying to build your little house or whatever, like upgrade your weapon system. I'm like, just let me play the game. Just feed me I, more story. Like I'm I mean, I'm even the type of guy where in a linear game, like there's times where it's just like. I, like I start itching, like, just give me the next story point. Like I've been going through this corridor fighting these bad guys long enough. All right. Like, just give me the next like cutscene or something. Tell me more story. So I'm impatient even with linear games. So imagine how impatient I can get with an open world game. <laughs> so I don't know. I'd say I'm about 60, 40. Okay. 60 yeah. linear, 40 open world. I enjoy Like I said, like, just like you, I enjoy a good open world game here and there. Yeah. Uh, especially if there's a good hook or if the mechanics are very good. Um, 
but yeah, I, I appreciate a really well told story. Now, if you can put them both together, then you got yes. something kind of like a like a Celeste situation where it was a really good story and masterclass gameplay. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, speaking to my soul. But yeah, I say I'm about 60 40. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I could put a, put a percentage on it, but I'm definitely like heavily lean towards like the linear camp. Again, unless it's like had just an open world game that just has a spectacular story or just some sort of gameplay hook that is just very or yeah, gameplay hook or a lore that's just really interesting. So like Elden Ring sucked me in super hard for for a few months because it was just like, oh, okay, like the gameplay is challenging, but it's was it was actually doable for me compared to previous, you know, uh, Soulsborne games. I mean, uh, but in Elden Ring, the world is the lore. And so. then, and then, yeah, like the lore is just so interesting, and like, just I don't know, I love that feel. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm all about this. I don't know what's going on, but it looks sick. <laughs> like, right. this, and, and and enough style to make up for the lack of like what they were telling you, mm-hmm. I guess. So, um, yeah, I, but yeah, I just I forget if I talked about it on last week's episode or if I was talking. It was like after the show because I remember I think I was telling you it was last week sometime. But like sometimes I wonder if I have ADHD because like I am like all over the place sometimes. I have such a hard time just like <laughs> focusing on like not even video games, it's day to day things, anything. Like I just like I'm all over the place sometimes. Like I don't know. I've never you been got tested. Too many interests, maybe. <laughs> There's been a few times though. Like yeah, but it's talking about if we want to dial in on just video games, it's like I just get I'm like ooh shiny, ooh what's that over there? Oh over here. The next thing you know, I'm like. 25% through 100 quests. And I'm like, shoot, <laughs> now what do I do? <laughs> now this next game's coming out. Yeah. No. All right, move on to the next one. <laughs> Delete that off my hard drive. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry about that. Cough caught me off guard there. Um, this last question comes to us also from Super Gamer Bot, And they ask, with so many video games being released each year, how do you decide which ones to play in which ones to skip. I mean, it has to be good, number one. <laughs> that Yes. It, it has to I, be. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's... And what you say there is like, the way I used to buy games, I pre-ordered games a lot in my past. But in the, last, in the last probably like year, year and a half of like, you know, us you know doing the show more and having more discussions i've backed off that train and i'm so much happier for it because i would pre-order things and i don't know if i was ever actually disappointed by a game i think i just got lucky for sure but looking at some of the releases the last year and a half from like playstation and xbox it's like or in particularly xbox it's like whew, i dodged that bullet i almost pre-ordered that on pc and like i could have been a bummer so yeah, so if it's that's that's numero uno right there, like is it good? You know, <laughs> that makes a big difference. <laughs> there are, as far as pre-ordering goes, I think there are very few and far between instances where I can see somebody saying, "Oh no, I pre-ordered that. I'm fine." Uh, I think if the developer has a good track record of of quality, so like I I can see people pre-ordering a Naughty Dog game that makes total sense. Yeah, Naughty Dog rarely, if ever, misses. Um, Super Giant Games, same deal. Uh, I, I see the I, like Hades two. I can see somebody pre-ordering that just because of everything else they've made is so high quality. Yeah. Um, 
if there was a new Mario game coming, you know Mario is always at least good. So yeah. you don't lose out with with Mario games no, normally. So, but the majority of the time, too. it's un, huh? Death Stranding too. Yeah, I mean Kojima games. That's another one. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Kojima, he rarely, if ever, misses. Um, but and there, that's what I'm saying is there are certain creators and certain studios that you can comfortably do that when because they have a history of delivering quality but most times i'd say maybe 90 percent of the time it's always up in the air so um but outside of it having to be a good game i think it has to also be something that i've been i've been looking into for a long time or i've been expecting uh like if i've seen it at showcases for the past year or so or if i've been waiting for it to come out uh for a long time or if i've been following the development i think then that puts it a little bit higher in my to playlist yeah uh, it also also would depend on my familiarity with it too like if there's a new kingdom hearts game i'm absolutely you know buying and playing that because of my familiarity with the source material and i my my i guess level of interest and in fandom for it but yeah, I guess those are my factors that I would I would judge stuff on. I don't know. Are you any yeah. different? Um, <clears throat> no, I think we're pretty much in line. Like I wait for me too. Like getting word of mouth from a reliable friend who's played it <laughs> that has similar taste or at least understands my taste. Um, <clears throat> so like you're great to ask. Like if you play something first, I'm like, all right. I trust your taste and also like you've come to learn what my tastes are. So a lot of times mm. you're like, you're not going to like that or you'll like that. And you're usually spot on. So it's like, <laughs> so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, and just like finding like a, a specific voice, um, whether it's again, yeah, like a friend or just an online random online influencer that you line up with. Like that's, that's what's helped me getting out of the whole like pre-ordering games and moving more into like, no, like I don't need to play it right away. I can play it you know in it'll be there months. i can play it in two months six months a year like i don't need to play it right now like that's what i found i've been doing recently mostly because my backlog is so huge a lot of times and um and actually honestly like with super gamer book club a lot of times that game is what takes up my entire month like because it takes so long for me to get through just that game i don't even have time to play new games and then talk about on on the show so i to be honest, I'm kind of even looking forward to the little break on Super Gamer Book Clubs. And it's like, all right, yeah, me too. And then getting some new games <laughs> and actually sharing our opinions on new games on the show and stuff like that. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I love we, uh, I love Book Club, but I also would I like to play book, some yeah. of the games, some of the, you know, dozens of games that I bought in the Steam Spring Sale. So that would be yeah. nice. <laughs> 100%. And so, yeah, so I think. I, I agree with everything you said and then on top of that just adding like the yeah like really it comes up for me it's like even even if all everything else looks good there's no red flags i still will look for that opinion from a trusted person just to like 100 confirm like all right all the other box were already checked but i just wanted to hear hear it straight from someone who's actually touched it like hey is this Speaking really good? Which, so did you get danganronpa I might have bought the three pack, and I might Smart have started man. might Smart have started man. the f the first one. So, <laughs> Smart man. Um, I uh, yeah, I will talk about that on what you plan a little later. But uh, okay. 
I'm not not as far as I would like to into it, but I I still have thoughts at least on the aesthetic. I'm excited. And I didn't even know you started playing. So far, it. so yeah, <laughs> I I immediately was like, yep, I'm gonna jump into this one. You know, I hot off the heels of Phoenix, right? You recommended it in that episode. Spoilers. Go go listen to that uh, <laughs> on our uh, Patreon right now. But um, yeah, you kind of recommended like, oh, if you're looking for something similar, and literally the next day, it's like on sale on Steam. I'm like, this happens every time. You you suggest a game, and then you like tag me in a post on Twitter, like, hey, it's on sale right now. It's like, how does this happen? happen every single time i just i have good taste i don't know what to tell you like, uh, i guess i guess and then i must have somebody must somebody at uh those online stores must be listening to the show that's the only thing that yeah, makes that's sense. what it is they hear our show and then they're just like ah yes now's a good time to put that on sale okay <laughs> adrian said so <laughs> we got to make some money off of garrett <laughs> right <laughs> and they got me <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that is it for the listener questions. Remember, if you want your question read on the air and answered by us, go over to, I mean, you can DM us on any of our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, or if you, like I said, the more fun way is to join us at supergameboys.com slash discord, join our discord server. It's completely free and you get to chat and hang out with us throughout the week. We'd appreciate it if you joined us over there. Cause it's fun. It's fun to just chat video games and make fun of each other and, um whatever we have a backlog challenge going on right now it's been fun to, to do so think about it join us over there and now it's time for the nerdy nudes it's now time for the nerdy nudes perfection perfection every single time uh this first news story comes to us from jacob roach over at digital trends they write if the leaked Asus ROG Ally price is real, the Steam Deck is in trouble. Since Asus announced its ROG Ally handheld, one question has dominated the conversation. How much will it cost? If a new leak is to be believed, the flagship model will come in at $700. Best Buy, which seems to be exclusively handling distribution in the US, had a listing briefly go live for the ROG Ally, and it shows a model with AMD's Ryzen Z1 Extreme Processor, 16GB of DDR5 for memory, and 512GB of storage, coming in at $700. The Steam Deck starts at $400, but if you want a reasonable amount of storage, you'll spend $650 for the 512GB model. By the way, do not do that. Here's a little trip from Uncle Garrett uh, and Uncle uh, Adrian here. Uh, <laughs> Buy the cheap one at $400 and upgrade the hard drive yourself, and it only cost you $550, and you'll have one terabyte space instead of 512 gig of space. So there you go. The more you know. For the same price. <laughs> well, cheaper. Or actually, a little less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a $100 bucks cheaper because, because uh, yeah, the hard drive, the SSD, the M.2 for the one terabyte is $150. Bucks. So 400 plus 150 is only 550, and the right. big dog is 650. So it's 100 bucks cheaper for double the space. You can't go wrong. You're welcome. You're welcome. Anyways, Asus claims ROG Ally doubles the performance of the Steam Deck, uh, which is quite the the kind of advertising there. We'll see if I'll <laughs> talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, so a $50 upcharge doesn't seem unreasonable. We haven't had the chance to get raw performance numbers, but our initial hands-on time with ROG Ally shows performance far ahead of the Steam Deck. 
It isn't just one leaker claiming this price either. Snoopy Tech, a Twitter leaker who commonly leaks about mobile devices, confirmed the flagship model with run, uh, will run $700. In addition, leaker Roland Quant confirmed the price to The Verge. Um, so it kind of goes on and on. They do kind of mention the power of this ROG ally here. We don't know the price of the base model yet, but it has confirmed that in addition to the, the Z1 Extreme model, they will also have the Ryzen Z1 uh to extreme. This, the ba a normal base model. So extreme will be the top one, and there's this normal R Ryzen Z1. Uh, the less powerful version of the Z1 Extreme, but it still comes with the same Zen 4 CPU architecture and RDNA 3 GPU architecture, whatever that means. Um, so they have a little comparison. Compared to the Steam Deck, the ROG Allies APU is much more powerful hardware. On paper, the Z1 Extreme offers 8.6 teraflops of GPU power. Talking about flops again, just like Xbox did back in the day. Oh, uh, while the Steam Deck's APU tops out at 1.6 teraflops. So 8.6 versus 1.6. Theoretically. It's theoretical performance, but still. Um, it's not... Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it. it the, the ROG Ally is six times as fast, but it is a good illustration of how much more powerful the Ally APU really is. So the device is set to launch May 11th, so just another week and a half. Um, there's no, been no confirmed pricing or models yet, but... It's looking quite promising. So, Adrian, what are your thoughts on the ROG Ally, and how do you feel now that we just bought a Steam Deck about two months ago? <laughs> uh, so, going down the list, one, I love my Steam Deck. I don't regret buying my Steam Deck at all. I still use it pretty much, uh, if not daily, every other day. Oh, um, yeah. I've actually been chipping all away. Yeah, I've been chipping away at Persona 5, and let me tell you, being able to have Persona 5 uh, running at a nice... 60 frames a second and not looking like Vaseline has been smeared over it like the Switch version uh, is very nice. <laughs> um, so I, I don't regret my purchase at all um, as far as that goes. However, and, and this is not to disparage the, the Asus handheld, it looks like it's uh, a really good piece of kit. And I was reading the description of what the performance is looking like. And if it is to be believed, which is it's basically from what I hear, it's pretty much double a Steam Deck. Um, I want to know, number one, how are they getting it to be on for more than 30 minutes? <laughs> and yeah. then number two, I don't necessarily see how they can sell the top end of this for seven hundred dollars. If it's if it's if the specs are that much more powerful than a Steam Deck and the you know the, now hmm. you have to remember steam deck uh tech it came out over a year ago now right so it is old tech and they haven't necessarily updated their pricing i think if old they tech. were to old tech you know what i mean like uh, but if they were to update their pricing for what that technology would be today it probably would be probably a hundred dollars cheaper or so but they haven't because there's no need to there's no competition and or you know, in in all that, but I I it, I could see it. I could see it coming in at. I mean, you said it yourself. Like after a year, like technology, like things are speeding up year after year. Things change. And you got to think the Steam Deck came out a year ago, but the, their actual like prototype would like their final prototype would have been Probably done. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully well before last year. Like you know, usually usually that's how it works. They get the pro, and then because then they have to source all the parts. So right. 
technically the Steam Deck's technology could be more of a 2021 tech compared to this is going to be late 2020, you know, 2022 tech. So a whole year on them, possibly. Right. I don't know. I just, I I guess, but $700 for that kind of performance is just, it's wild to me because the Z ones just came out, right? Like this is a brand new APU. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm not. It's at least come out within the last year, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's probably, I'm sure it's fairly, fairly recent or else they wouldn't be using it. Um, so just to be able to source that part and they have a 1080p panel oh, in it within too. the just six days ago apparently there's an article right here six days from six days that amd releases ryzen z1 series zen 4 and rdna 3 so so it's literally like a week old these so chips. asus must have partnered with to with, get to them earlier right they were just working on the projected specs of the chip without actually having it that's pretty risky pretty ballsy but well they, sometimes it they must have out. had they must have had some some prototypes because like they're so linus tech tips i watched their video they have a good like 20 30 minute long video where they have hands-on and you actually get to see gameplay on it like the, one of the big things that are boasting is like a higher refresh rate so like the um i think the the screen on the steam deck is only up to 60 hertz mm-hmm. um but i th- i want to say the rog ally does like up to like 120 hertz or something like that so so it's just even so 60 fps they could both be running a game at 60 fps but it'll look smoother on the rog because of the high refresh rate screen on it and stuff like that so it's like right. yeah no it's 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 a beef yeah go check out the the video from linus tech tips because he goes in all a lot of the details he has a guy it's funny he's like keeps referencing the guy off screen who's like you can't say that or like you can say this or <laughs> but um it's he got hands on to like a pro like a 3d printed prototype thing basically but it's like has all the guts that the original is pretty pretty much going to have they said um so it was impressive to watch the gameplay and and hear his thoughts like he was actually uh, very impressed with it which i was surprised he's I, usually, I just usually pretty harsh if he if he can be he usually is like no oh, i don't yeah. like this yeah but. no I'm, I'm very familiar with linus he does not pull punches um i just feel like they have to be taking a loss on this especially if this is a brand new part, unless they did some deal with um, AMD to where AMD is going to eat the cost on these units. It's either going to be AMD or, yeah. or maybe Microsoft is pushing, or, uh, you know, um, putting some money in so they can kind of be like, oh, this is another alley of, of Game Pass that you can, you know, play your games on. Somebody has to be taking a loss on this. Yeah. There's no way this hardware sells for that price. I mean, Asus is making so many other, they make everything from not only like PCs, like laptops and desktops, but they also make all the parts for your computer. Like my, uh, my old GPU, actually, yeah, the GPU that you have in your, the desktop I sent you, that's an Asus, if I remember right. Like, so Mm -hmm. like they make graphics, they make everything. So it's like, they very well could be taking a loss on this thing, but it's because they make their money up everywhere else in the pc market they literally have their hands in every part of the pc market from end product to what you put in your computer you know right i guess <laughs> so I, you know what though just uh speaking candidly if i'm valve and what you and i are talking about where the steam deck hardware is actually pretty old by this point i would probably be thinking about doing a price cut yeah 
I, I mean, they did a little bit of a discount for their one year birthday. Remember, right. it was like two weeks after we bought ours. We're like, oh, great. We could have saved like a hundred bucks or whatever. Well, because right it's now they're, they're $349, but, four, three, what is it? Three ninety nine, four yeah. ninety nine, and six forty nine, something like 650. that. Yeah, six fifty. Six forty nine. Yep. Um, See, I'm doing yeah, two ninety nine. Yeah. I'm doing three ninety nine, and I'm doing five fifty. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. They could like, I, it, 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 I, I think that would be a very wise decision. Or, I mean, even, even go a hair cheaper. At least with the most expensive model, because really the only difference between. That's the thing, like with the three models of Steam Deck, it's all the same console, the only difference is storage space. With right. the ROG Ally, there's actually different processor difference. processors, like one is more powerful than the others. So it's like, so it makes, it, it would almost make sense for them to like- 299, uh, 399, 499. slash it completely cause, and, 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 you know, and get going on making the Steam Deck too, because, you know, there's, there's this is the start of an arms race now. Like it's sure all they, out war I'm, I'm at sure this point. I'm sure they have irons in the fire, of course. <laughs> yeah. For 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 Steam Deck Two, but it like like we're saying, it just barely became a year old. So we probably won't see another yeah. piece of Steam hardware. I'd say at least for another two years. Right. Um, or Steam Deck hardware, we may see like a, a dedicated box, but they tried that and failed before, so they might be a little gun shy <laughs> on that one. Um, yeah. One thing I did hear about this, I didn't say anything about it in this article, but I thought I thought I heard somewhere that it's running Windows on this instead of like, because that's one thing, like, honestly, I'm like, man, like, I love my Steam Deck, but if it ran Windows, it'd be so much easier because then I it would like I could just install all my GOG games. I could install Game Pass on there. I could install like because right now there's so many things that the only way to get it to work on your steam deck is by weird backdoor like hacking and stuff like that. And it's like, I just want to like imagine having this and just being able to like install it natively. That's, that sounds, I mean, you amazing. technically can't <laughs> valve is, has put out drivers to have steam deck work on windows. So you can install windows on a steam deck. Right. But from everything I've heard, putting windows on a steam deck, just like really it, it, it cuts out a I don't know. I've never heard anything good about it. A lot of people are just like, it works, but it's not great. Like the original API and software is like better other than is, just is the, a, lack, is the lack of compatibility. A, making a specialized like software or overlay for, for Windows on it? Because that'd be the same thing if it's just straight up Windows put on there with no specific drivers for I'm, I'm sure input or anything like that. No, I'm sure it's like a specialized version of of windows that like so it's using the base windows but has like their own like home screen essentially kind of like what the steam deck does got it um like that's from i again they they like in the lines tech tip videos they couldn't really show too many of the menus because it was still all prototype and hush hush at this point but mm-hmm. um but like like yeah with the steam deck it's running linux technically right like it's like yeah so it's like yeah which by default like yeah cuts out like the performance of so many games that are only windows games like you know and there are again there's workarounds to make even people have gotten game pass to work on the steam deck through linux but it's like it's such a, a pain hoops. it's like it'd be nice to just like install game pass and it just broop, there it is you know well it's weird also <laughs> that microsoft doesn't do that i mean i think they see steam deck as a thing right wouldn't you want to make I mean, a that, linux port of game pass uh because Valve's not going to block would, them, they can't. They they they're all they believe in the free market, so 
if Xbox or yeah, if Xbox wanted to make, you know, hey, if you put your your uh, Steam Deck in desktop mode, go to this link and you can download the Game Pass application for Linux. So they could do that for streaming. But as far as like downloading a game natively, that comes down to the developer to develop it for Linux because it is a different code. Not necessarily because most of the games on Steam Deck are running through Proton. Right. But again, then they have to develop a Proton wrapper or whatever they call a Proton, whatever, in order to convert it to Linux. So it's like that takes development on the developer side, like whoever Mm -hmm. made the game originally, whether it's Microsoft or you know, the uh, uh, super giant. Know. I, just, you know? I feel like if I'm, <laughs> I feel like if I'm Microsoft, I'm trying to get Game Pass everywhere I can get it. So, I think the only reason they they wouldn't want to do that is because uh, they tend to not like money. Well, they have no reason to feel this way, but I it's speculation. I wonder if they almost just like. Oh, because Linux is a competing operating system, we're not going to work with them. They're technically a competitor. Wow, oh, they're like, free. <laughs> they're free. I mean, but exactly. But it's take like when people use Linux, it takes money. Like Windows isn't getting that money then because they're using Linux instead of Windows. So it's like it is whether even though like it's not like they're lo- they're losing money because it's just it's not that it's going somewhere else, but that it's just not going anywhere. Like it's just like oh, they can just download a free operating system. So. That's that I might guess, be my only I, thought why they wouldn't bring it is because it is I, technically a competitor. I would argue Game Pass is a different beast, though. It's not an operating system. If it was right, but supporting system, your competitor's operating system by putting your gaming software on there, I think that's where the the. I mean, they already do that go. though. MLB the show is is uh, on Xbox, and vice versa with like um, Minecraft is on everything. MLB the show though is, is I mean that's play that's PlayStation that's PlayStation decision like PlayStation ha- we all no, know I thought that was we- MLB no mm. anyway no yeah but I'm saying there's there, there's instances of of Microsoft um, putting their titles on other platforms like you were saying that's technically supporting the other the competition's operating system with your software. So there's precedent for it. Yeah, but I think the difference is, again, like it's a one-off game here or there every once in a while compared to like unlocking Game Pass, an entire library of things. And again, some of the things in that library are quote-unquote exclusive to Xbox and PC to suddenly it pops up on Linux or whatever. Like that would just like... I don't know. Again, I mean, I, it's at the end of the I'm day, not saying they're, it's still a good, giving, they're still giving yeah. Xbox the money. I'm not saying it's a good argument. I'm just no, no, saying no, I'm not, I'm not that's, trying to do that's, it. I'm, just, I'm saying that's that's the only way I can rationalize it in my head why they haven't done it so far is probably right. it's just like, hey, like this petty thing where it's like, oh, there are competitor. We're not going to work. Well, with at Linux. this point, uh, but, Microsoft doesn't have a whole lot of uh, reason to be petty for a lot of things right now. They, they need all the true. help they can get. I mean, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but. Uh, if I'm uh, old Phil, I'm uh, knocking on uh, Gabe's door saying, hey, uh, you got a nice Steam Deck there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And speaking of that, let's move on here to this next story because we are... 50 minutes into the show we've done one new story um <laughs> so this might be just a two-story episode how about that the last episode let me let me spoil it for the third new story it was just about 
the Activision Blizzard deal getting shut down, but whoop-de-doo. Um, but this is kind of the bigger deal right here. And this is what we've been alluding to multiple times throughout the episode, this big dog story here. Really, it's not a specific story, but uh, um, I do have a story here. Here we go. Forbes. I was trying to find it. Written by Paul Tassi over there. Redfall reviews are here, and they are a bloodbath. This game releases tomorrow as a recording. It'll be yesterday as whenever you guys get the episode on Wednesday. Um, while Redfall isn't the biggest game Microsoft has in the work, it is an important one. A AAA title from Arcane, beloved developer of Dishonored, Prey, and Deathloop, fan favorites, or even the occasional Game of the Year contender. Redfall was their chance to jump into several new genres, co-op, looter, open world, and uh, vampires? How did that go? Badly. Very Badly. Review scores are coming in for Redfall, and they aren't just middling, they're poor. For a game of this size from a studio that normally produces solid hits, it's wild to see Redfall, excuse me, Redfall arriving with a 63 on Metacritic and a 64 on OpenCritic. Let me see if those are up, that's up to date. Let me look at the new. It's down to a 62 now on Metacritic, and a it's uh up to a 66 on open critic so it's gone up two points over there but it's down uh, down two points on metacritic um this is far lower uh than anything arcane has that done in recent years prey at an 82 dishonored one and two at a 91 and an 88 Deathloop with an 89 while there were at least some concerns about this dramatic new direction for arcane with redfall this is a close this is close to a worst case scenario other critics are saying these, uh, this year, GameSpot gave it a 4 out of 10. Arcane takes a stab at infusing the genre du jour with its signature style, but the end results are a bloody mess. GamesRadar gave it a 5 out of 10. Redfall is ultimately not up to Arcane's usual standards, and it feels rushed, unfinished, unsatisfying to play. IGN has an unscored review in progress uh, because they got the game so last minute they just haven't had enough time to put into it to for them to feel comfortable giving a score yet i must admit i'm thoroughly underwhelmed by redfall's vanilla missions and lifeless world and very disappointed at its lengthy list of display issues and bugs there are a few sevens eights and an 8.5 or two scattered in there but this is pulling more fours fives and sixes even from major outlets than any game would be remotely comfortable with uh the article here on forbes goes on and on but we get the point Redfall really um, is not delivering. And Adrian, is this, do you think this is indicative of like an issue just within Arcane? Do you think this is something like bigger with Microsoft in general? Um, and should we be worried? I think you <laughs> tweeted about this. Should we be worried about Starfield at this point? <laughs> so this is an interesting case because i think it's tough to pin it on on one specific party right on one hand you could say this might be an arcane doing it might be them on their own because this is so out of their wheelhouse i think uh they i mean granted they've made a lot of first person games before but you know, uh, a four-player online multiplayer shooter is a big departure for them. Uh, yeah. So I could see many avenues where that could go wrong. And if that's just the case that, you know, they were out of their depth and it didn't work out, hey, they're not the first to, you know, the first studio with a good track record to make a subpar game. They're not going to be the last. 
Uh, they're just going to have to take those lumps. But it could also be Microsoft who is also or who could possibly be at fault because with them being spread so thin between not only their own internal studios, but all the studios within uh, Bethesda that they're supporting and now trying to with all their attention diverted with this uh, Activision Blizzard, what would have been deal. Yeah. You know, if if Arcane needed support on things, it may have been tough for them to actually reach out to Microsoft and get constant high quality support that they needed. And if that was the case and they couldn't get it and Microsoft said, well, oh, well, we got to have something on the shelf, send it out. Then that's on Microsoft. And if that's the case, that's very unfortunate for Arcane. Um, so it's like I was saying is we were talking before the show we unfortunately probably won't know who exactly is the cause of of redfall being in the state it's in unless somebody like a jason schreier goes in and tries to figure out what's what went wrong with this game uh all that we know right now is that it didn't deliver and it is the newest in a long line since the xbox one days of xbox first party titles that on a majority basis are not delivering so yeah i i like I don't know. I, I know technically this it wasn't an Xbox joint, but it just makes me worry. Like, oh man, is this another situation where maybe they were just rushed, kind of like a cyberpunk situation? Like, maybe they just needed more time. But it's like Xbox is like, we don't have anything coming out for the next two years. Just push it out. <laughs> we got to get it out there. Or, or was it just, uh, yeah, like you said, like no, it was an internal arcane thing, and they were just, you know, so out of their pocket, they were just having a hard time with it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Only time will tell. Maybe, maybe we'll never know. But, um, yeah, if if it's an arcane issue, like it's unfortunate and it's sad, but at least it's localized. But the biggest worry is, yeah, when you like touching on the whole like distraction, the very like it, it very obviously a distraction. The whole Activision Blizzard deal it's been going on the last year, um, and and some change. Uh, if if that was part of the reason this game is bad. I yeah that that is worrisome for for other properties coming out for especially like Starfield and in well that's the only other game we know of right that we haven't really heard about any other <laughs> game coming from Xbox at this point um but they even have so, their hands full with just Bethesda like I was saying so yeah and they got their own internal studios so they are already could have been stretched thin with just that but that not like I was saying you put a you drop an Activision on top of that which <laughs> imagine if that would have actually gone through yeah yeah there's just a lot they're just trying to spin too many plates at once and it's it's catching up to them like they're starting to fall and break and it's unfortunate right um yeah it's sad it really is sad and i i mean because i i mean i imagine this is coming to game pass so i'm sure i'll fire it up and give it a shot because it's free you know might as well let me know (laughs) but i i don't I don't necessarily see myself putting too much time in it. From what I'm hearing, I'm like, oh, this is exactly like the things that people are saying are good about the game. Like, oh, yeah, because there are like even the people giving it like a four or five. They're like, there are things that are good about it. It's just overall bad. The things that are saying are good are things that just I don't care about or that I generally find boring about that genre of game. I'm like, oh, 
you're saying they're doing it well, but those that thing they're doing well is the thing that I don't care about in shooters, like looter shooters and stuff like that, like Destiny or Borderlands and stuff like that, where like, you know, those types of games grab me for a short amount of time and then I just get bored of that same wash, rinse, repeat. So it's like, all right, they're doing this thing good that I don't care about. So that's a bummer. It's sad. This game, I remember seeing trailers when they first announced it. I think, I mean, I think we have video footage of it. You could probably go back and watch. Yeah the first trailer yeah. of because it was at summer game fest at the xbox thing like when they showed a trailer like me being like oh my gosh this looks so awesome like i'm that so down like yeah like we were stoked about this game i was stoked about this game and then to like oh get these these reviews coming out and just i mean even early previews were not looking great it's like oh man such a bummer like this super high high and just to be let down and um even before the show we were talking about like man a couple years ago like me and jj and like we were coming around like i i was a big time sony pony and i obviously being the influence on jj he was a big sony pony but like a couple years ago there was a point where like we were both like no way like xbox is the way to go like game pass is awesome like their games are putting out are killer and, and like the future they have envisioned is fantastic and we bought into that. And then here we are, like, yeah, a couple of years later, it's like, wow. They were in this, such what a good a... place to turn it around right before the series consoles dropped, dude. Like, they yeah. had all the, everything lined up. They had a, the all the software getting ready to go. To this day, I will go to the mat and say that of the two major consoles, I do think the Series X is the better of the two as far as hardware design and yeah. uh execution and i'm not i'm not saying that to disparage ps5 i'm just saying in my opinion i think as far as hardware is concerned xbox is is the more uh well executed of the two consoles hmm. yeah um interestingly i have a uh selkies is in the chat and he is saying that I just finished playing it. I've been having a wonderful time with it. Me and a friend had a wonderful time. Slight adjustments to controls. Other than that, it's been good. Quirky, fun gameplay and enemies feel tough, but not overwhelming. That's interesting. The one person that got through it without all the issues and bugs? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm curious. Because, I mean, granted, I'm sure there is a massive day one patch. Like, a lot of these reviewers think about it. Like, they played it yesterday. <laughs> Today and yesterday, basically, with no day one patch. So, they would have been having a lot of issues. But, um yeah, I'm curious, Selkie, though, like how much time uh, you put into it. And then, you know, and once you do put more time into it, what, what your thoughts are then? Because that's that's what it, we're hearing from the reviews is not only is it buggy and janky, but um, there's just no substance. Like it just, you know, the first few hours felt fine. And then it's like, oh, this, so this is the whole game. This is the same thing over and over again. So I'd be curious what, what you're, you know tune in next week and let us know like hey update on right. on uh on uh redfall it's uh it sucks or maybe it's great but i don't know and again like with any video game with anything to each their own you know everyone's gonna have their own opinion like games that are my game to someone else are they would think are complete trash and vice versa so it's like i i totally get like some people are gonna play this and be like holy crap, this game is up 10 out of 10 and lose their minds. But for me, yeah, reading the reviews and seeing, like hearing the, like I said a minute ago, the th things that the reviews are saying they're doing well are all things that I could care less about in a game. It's like, oh, okay, well, those are the things I don't care about. So 
Yeah. So Selkie says, sure, I'd be glad to do a review for you guys. So, hey, Selkie, do you want Absolutely. Are you free next Monday at uh, 7.30? You can join us right here on the episode. I don't think we've ever been on a main show, so maybe let's do it. I've been wanting to have Selkies on for, like, years. So maybe uh, go ahead, play some more Redfall, and we'll have you back here next Keep week, maybe. posted. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. Maybe I'll hit you up after the show here on Discord, and we'll nail things down. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's that. Um, the third story, like I said, we don't need to get super into it, and we already touched on it. Activision Blizzard deal was shut down by the UK. Um, they did not like it over there. The sixty-nine billion dollar deal is in the works for months. CMA said that the purchase would alter the future fast-growing cloud gaming market leading to reduced innovation and less choice for uk gamers over the years to come um apparently xbox is going to try to appeal this uh but i think you kind of know our thoughts at this point like yeah i me what personally I i'd be i i was kind of relieved to hear that it got shut down because it's like they yes don't, absolutely they <laughs> initially we were so stoked about it but now it's like they are they can barely handle what they have now Let's let the water settle here and you know, figure out like, okay, what's our rhythm with the studios that we have? What's going to be our game plan? And then let's add some new stuff in there. But right now it's like they're kicking, they're sitting over like their, their, their pot of stew, their pot of soup. And they're just dumping spices in there. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's like step back and let it simmer a little bit. Let's do a little taste test, make sure this is good. And you're not just adding a bunch of trash in there. It's going to taste like, <laughs> taste like trash, you know? <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> um yeah so i don't know do you have any thoughts about the 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 that more more thoughts on the deal getting shut down or just you've already kind of shared them uh no i i i, I said it on twitter um and i think I, we've we talked about it in prior episodes i think honestly this is for the best um i was stoked on it originally because this was before we found out that microsoft behind the scenes was not able to manage the load even with just Bethesda when we started to see signs of games getting delayed and and titles coming out from Xbox Game Studios that were subpar and the big kicker was really Halo how they dropped the ball with that and it's like all right maybe we need to take a step back so I think in the long run for Xbox this is for the best because now they get to step back and really focus on what they have already, which is their main studios and Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, unfortunately, people are going to lose their jobs over this, which is part of the territory when you know acquisitions like this don't go through. Um, I think it would be best for Microsoft right now to take a couple of years off of trying to acquire studios just to let the heat from this dial down die down. Yes. Because yes. nobody, if if Microsoft came knocking at your door, uh, right now their name is Mud as far as acquisitions go. So I don't yeah. think there's anybody that's going to be waiting to be, you know, bought up when you see what, exactly what happens to people that or to companies and, and studios that they buy. So, so the only thing is, so this has popped in my head with the merger. One of the big, one of the things that we were stoked about initially with the merger is because right before they announced the buyout, remember the the months le- like two or three months leading up to that, all the stuff came out about Bobby Kotick. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, they were gonna so him out of there. It was literally like two or three months of of hearing all this garbage about this 
Bobby Kotick, all the nasty stuff he's doing. And then suddenly Xbox is like, we're going to buy it. And so I remember our first reaction was like, good, get in there and clean it up, dude. Like, get him yes. out of there. Like, get someone new. With this happening, like, at least at this point, like, he's still the chief exec. He's a CEO of, you know, over there. And it doesn't seem like anything's going to change anytime soon. So it's like, I almost feel bad for Blizzard Activision more than Xbox because it's like, man, like, it, I remember at least our initial reactions a year ago when they announced it was like, man, like they could really change the company culture because Microsoft seems from at least from what we hear to have a pretty decent company culture. Like things have changed a lot in the last few years in the Microsoft sphere and Xbox game studios. And so we're like, man, if they could like, yeah, get in there and kind of take care of things, Activision Blizzard and clean up with this new company culture. And it's like, oof, man, like he's still, Bobby Kotick's still in charge. And I mean, because, because the headline has been about the acquisition, it's like all the trash and garbage that he was doing has kind of got been swept under the rug the last year and it's unfortunate because like you think about it like all these people could very well still be going through all the trash they've been going through for years being harassed or having like you know I, whatever like all the stuff that just came out about him like that all could have been going on behind the scenes but everyone's too worried about the big acquisition than they are about what old bobby Kodak's doing over there and his right his cronies or whatever so it's like well i think I the know. state the state investigation is still ongoing isn't it i don't know that's a thing like it kind of went hush hush after they announced the xbox announced the deal because it's like that was the big thing people didn't care about the <laughs> investigation anymore well so hopefully if if this doesn't go through maybe that will give the state incentive to to kick the case back up yeah now that they're not under the protection and banner of um of, of somebody as big as Microsoft who could in theory go to court with the state because they're that big over, yeah. over these kinds of charges. So yeah, yeah, it would be will nice. See. We will see time. will but tell. yeah, I, I think it overall, as far if if we're speaking strictly with, with, with product and with game development, I think this is better for, for Microsoft over in the long run. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. I agree 100%. All right. Well, that is it for the nerdy news this week. Now, it is time for our Patreon ad. This is the part of the show where I tell you to go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys and support us over there starting at just $1 a month. That's right, $1. You can get episodes early and ad-free such as this show and Super Gamer Book Club. Uh, get those uh, two months ahead of time and uh, listen to all the goodness. This show, you know, as soon as we're done recording, I edit, edit this baby up, send it out to you guys to enjoy right away uh, before everyone else on Wednesday. Uh, you At $5 a month, you can get the show notes ahead of time where you can see what we're going to be talking about. You know, yesterday when I write them up, you'll get the email. You can go in there, look at the news stories, leave your own questions, comments, concerns, thoughts. Leave your own listener questions on there. You can answer the listener questions. Whatever you want to write on the show notes, write it on there. You know, leave your comment. I think you click leave comment and then uh, we'll share it here on the show. So really, if, <laughs> it doesn't have to be about the show at all. I mean, we may not read it, but you could write whatever you want on the show notes for us to see. So think about checking that out. Five bucks a month. You'll know what's going on ahead of time. Ten bucks a month. You are a super gamer sponsor. If you just love our stuff, 
and love hearing your name right at each and every week. You can go over there and support us at 10 bucks a month to get the previous perks. And then that extra shout out at the top of the show each and every episode. And top dog tier, $15 a month. You can be a, uh, our Patreon producer where you get all the previous perks and the uh, the ability to pitch us segments, shoot us ideas, kind of be uh, behind the scenes on the creative uh, end as, as much or as little as you want, that is. Uh, to be honest, yeah, we have super uh, Patreon producers who are uh, very active and contact us and share thoughts and ideas and you know chit-chat and other ones we've never heard from. So whatever you're more comfortable with, uh, you know, think about supporting us there if you really want to have a little more say or hand in, in, in some things, uh, at least in helping us get some cool ideas down for to make the show better for you guys. Um, so that's it for the Patreon. Think about supporting us, over, supporting us over there. We'd very much appreciate it. Uh, remember, if you're watching live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thesupergamerboys, you can use Amazon Prime to sub for free. That's right. If you link your Amazon account with your Twitch account, uh, you get a free Prime gaming subscription each and every month. It costs you zero dollars. We get five bucks. So think about that. You just give us a high five and five dollars just magically shows up in our pocket. It's fantastic. So <laughs> think about dropping that over on our channel each and every month. You have to remember to do it each month. It doesn't automatically renew. Uh, but think about that. We'd Again, very much appreciate you for taking the time to do that. And you get some sweet emotes to use across Twitch. You know, you get my favorite is Adrian's hype face. I think I use that one the most, honestly. It's the best. <laughs> uh, and the last but not least, W.GG. You can use our code SGB to get 10% off your order and we get a little bit of a kickback. So again, helping support the show and getting you the energy you need. Um, I have been absolutely loving these new W flavors. I talked to you guys last week about them and my views have not changed. These are fantastic. Beach and peach and then the Calio cream. Just utterly amazing. So containing Neurofactor coffee fruit extract gives you um, uh, just more energy, uh, higher brain function, no crash, no jitters. Don't have to worry about all the nasty sugars and they're gluten-free. Um, basically, it's energy that's not going to kill you too quickly. You know, obviously, they they say that caffeine's not good for you, but this is probably one of the better ways to get it. Honestly, they have some pretty good ingredients in here and let me tell you some fantastic flavors so think about supporting us at dubby get some of that good energy drink for you all right that is it let's get back to the show all right this is the part of the show now where adrian I ask you, what you playing? Uh, what am I playing? Let me think about it. <sighs> Just kidding. I've been playing Advance Wars, and it rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Just like last week, it's still just an incredible remake. It is... It is... It has exceeded my expectations every time. Every it feels like every nook and cranny has been touched on, or or updated, or redrawn, or you know reevaluated for how it could work better. There's stuff from the second game that they've brought, like mechanics from the second game that they've brought into the first game with the reboot, and it just it all works well together. So yeah, I I cannot stop um, talking about how good that game is. 
Um, and then alongside that, <clears throat> uh, I started uh, Persona 5 on my Steam Deck, which is probably honestly the worst time to actually start Persona 5 uh, because <laughs> we are less than two weeks away from Tears of the Kingdom and that is going to eclipse literally everything yes. that anyone is playing. Give it to me. Yes. I know. How How do you expect me to play Super Metroid when freaking Tears of the Kingdom's coming out this month? Are you kidding me? Super Metroid is also <sighs> a masterpiece. So I you're know, not but... losing out not playing Tears of the Kingdom. You're just switching one potential masterpiece for another one. So but I just want to play Tears of the Kingdom. I understand that. But I'm saying you're not playing an inferior game when you play Super Metroid. So you're not losing out. You're just playing a different game. Yeah. But man, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be really hard. Like, it's, I, I'm usually I, I've been good so far with all the the Super Nintendo games, like completing them for the book mm. club. But might be a struggle this month. I might be like, oh, I don't guys, think so. Dude. I didn't quite finish the game. It's know, only we'll nine hours. It's only nine hours. Okay. Okay. So I mean, I, hypothetically, I could get that done before Tears of the Kingdom even comes out. Yeah. If you if you get on it now. Okay. Well, I mean, that just means I need to put down the game I've been playing, but which is <laughs> which, which is Rampa Trigger Happy Havoc, the first entry in the Rampa series. Um, like I said earlier, Adrian suggested this franchise because I just so loved Phoenix Wright, and he's like, you know what? Another game that's similar visual novel kind of style. Uh, check out Rapa, and literally the next day or two days later it was on sale on steam and i'm like <laughs> dang it okay well um the funny thing is i actually i'm so bad i don't know what's wrong with me i have a sickness uh i'd gotten well i got i picked up i asked about in the discord i ended up picking up persona 5 because it was on sale yes and i was like oh i'm gonna play this and then, like, I literally went to fire it up, and that's when I saw the text or the the tweet about Danganronpa, and I'm like, oh, but this game, like, I'm really feeling this game right now because I like I'm on this high from Phoenix Wright, so I'm like, I'm just gonna dive in, um, and I did it because I'm a bad person. Uh, <laughs> no, you, I, I'm irresponsible. You just got good taste, is all. That's all. And you uh, like taking these experiences with you and having yeah. them anytime you you want. Yeah, thanks, Adrian. Thanks for making my uh, my just horrendous uh, ability to, to to handle any sort of money responsibly and just spin it and get a light. I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but uh, Danganronpa, I have not played as much as I would have liked because it's been just a busy weekend. I was telling you, I was like, this weekend was jam packed. I had no time for anything. But what I have played. I am loving. Uh, yes. So I really yes. haven't hit. I have not gotten too much really gameplay yet. Like for the first, like I'm into the, ch I'm into chapter one. There's like a prologue and I'm like into chapter one a bit, but the only gameplay has just been like talking to people. Like I actually haven't done like anything else. Um, Cause from what I understood from you, like there is kind of like a trial system almost kind of like, right? Yeah. So there is something similar. Yeah, I haven't gotten any of that. It's just have been they, straight up have just they, like. Have they set up kind of like what the what the main plot is yet? Or are you just still so, yeah, trying I mean, to feel so, your way around? 
I, I'm fine with spoiling this because this game's old. It's like you should have played it by now if you were going to play it probably. <laughs> but And not really a spoiler when it's in the prologue, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so essentially uh, they had the meeting in the gym where uh, Ma- Monokuno, is that his name? Monokuma. Monokuma. Uh, Monochrome reveal. Kuma. Ah, that makes sense. Black and white bear. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he reveals that he's the headmaster of the school, and you're everyone's locked in. And you're here forever, and you're not allowed to leave. Okay, unless good. you murder someone and get away <laughs> and, with and, it, and, and yeah, get away with it. Don't get caught. And everyone's like, "What? Like, what does that mean? Are you kidding me?" And they're uh, all they're all like, "I'd never do that. I, I would, would never. never. I could never." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh so that was like how prologue ended and then in the chapter one like it's just like we've i've just walked around with uh what's her name there's like the one girl that basically like apparently you knew from a previous school you went to like oh, oh yeah remember we uh, were in Sayaka. kindergarten together or whatever yeah and so like i've just like we went to the gym and we went to get her a weapon or she didn't i i ended up getting a weapon um but nothing's happened yet like no murders there's only been like one meeting where everyone got together like okay what have you learned um oh you're so at just the a lot tip of, of the iceberg yeah oh, so it's just man. like so far it's just a lot of just learning information and chatting with people uh i think i just got my first free time i'm at now so my very first like where you actually get to just walk around and you know investigate yourself so Again, though, even with what little I've played, uh, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm loving the aesthetic. I'm loving the characters that they've set up. Uh, the story sounds like it's super bonkers, crazy awesome. Like, I'm lo- like the whole idea, like, you're locked into school. You can't leave unless you murder someone. Like, and don't get caught. That's the, the key thing. Like, don't get <laughs> caught. I'm like, all right, I'm in. This sounds wild. Like, what the heck? Uh, apparently there's like a, a show or an anime or something too. They made yeah, of it. There's an anime so, version of it. Um, okay. Is it pretty much like beat, beat for, for beat, beat the same as a, okay. So if you do like what you're, uh, what you're playing and somehow you find out, you figure out, Oh, I'm just not going to have the time to devote to this. You could watch it in theory okay, and, and get the, the same story, but you won't, you won't necessarily, I don't think you'll feel as attached to the characters mm. as you would if you were playing it because you didn't get to spend you know right. those hours of time versus you know 20 30 minutes per episode right yeah so, a couple hours of an anime versus like what i think this game was like 20 hours or something i looked up online 25 hours gameplay, so the yeah. character like that, that makes a big difference connecting with the characters so yeah i mean i'm stoked about it i'm loving it so far and like every chance i get what's nice about the steam deck is you can just put it to sleep at any time and you just fire it up and it wakes up right where you left off. So it makes any game super portable because I can just hit pause and all right, cool. And you know, the next time I have like five minutes, sit down, talk to a couple more people, hit pause. So yeah, I'm loving it. I don't know how I missed this game back in the day. When, what was it? It was originally a, was it a PSP game or a Vita game? It was a PSP game. And then it came over here on, uh, on Vita. And then okay. it made its way to PS4 and then all the rest of the major consoles. The latest is uh, the Switch versions. Oh, which okay. I want to see how that how those run because I think they would look really good on OLED. I think oh, that might yeah. be... Yeah, this game has some like really cool artwork and like yeah. colors and stuff. Like that. It would really pop on the Switch for sure. Um, but okay, yeah. So but yeah, on- um, 
for anybody who's listening, I highly recommend the Danganronpa series. I think all three of them are very good. Uh, they just came out with a new side game to celebrate the anniversary of the series. Uh, but you don't need to worry about that for a while. But if you, I, I, they're on sale at pretty much all the major uh, online stores as of this recording. So check in on your platform of choice and see. You may be able to find a deal or two. They're worth it at full price, but if you can get them for a deal, even better. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I, I I I am loving it so far. It's very good. So go check it out and stay tuned because I'm sure I'm going to be talking more about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm excited to get to like the meat and potatoes of the gameplay because so far You're it's like right I'm, on I'm the en- edge. Yeah, I'm enjoying my time, but it's like, all right, where's where am I going to get finally get like that? All right, here's like the precipice, like the climax now of like what we're doing. Just so remember this conversation because when the ball gets rolling, it doesn't stop. I can't wait. I can't wait for someone <laughs> to get murdered. You're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" I just can I get a break? <laughs> I just love how creepy like the bear is too, uh, Monokuma. <laughs> like he's just like, um, like initially, like you just like someone was just talking about, like, yeah, he just popped up in the kitchen and like disappeared, whatever. Uh, or even like in the initial prologue when he's like the guy grabs him and also he starts beeping like beep beep. beep yeah, it's a bomb. He like chucks him and it blows up. He's like, what the heck? Uh, and then like another one just pops up out of nowhere and i just got to the point where yeah right before you they introduce you to the free time like he just pops up in your bedroom or whatever like you're like i can't get this the bathroom door stuck shut and he's like (laughs) like freaks you out (laughs) oh man he's such a creepy little dude i i i I both love him and can't stand him like every like honestly like jump scared me when he popped up in the in the bedroom (laughs) it was just like what the like i was not expecting him to just like he's oh hey you gotta you gotta lift the door when you pull on it and then that's the funny thing it's like so simple like oh just pull up on the door handle when you open it and then he like just pieces out he's like all right see ya it's like what where'd you come from where what is going on um yes fantastic so yeah stay tuned for more thoughts on tongue and rafa at least until tears of the kingdom comes out or and then you'll be on the back burner which i totally understand hey we'll see i never there. finished i never finished breath of the wild so which is I mean, crazy to me because <laughs> i put so many hours into it and just never never finished it i mean you it's... could also do that in the run-up to it uh, I I think I, I mentioned that before and you said it's not worth it. I think I feel like I said that like, oh, I should finish Breath of the Wild. Like, dude, well, like, no. I, if you haven't finished it now, you you're not going to. into it? Uh, I think I'm on the, I might be on the last, uh, what is it? The, whatever beast thing it is. The, Maybe I'll change my tune. If you're only, if you only have one more beast to go and then Ganon, I would do it just to knock it out. Because it seems like this picks up from where this leaves off. So, yeah. All right, maybe maybe I'll, I'll have to check my save out and see because having switch consoles and all that, like I actually never have checked to make sure that like all my saves transferred correctly. Oh, no. So for all I know, like it could oh, just no. be gone, which would suck. I hope that's not the case. Did but, you have your cloud stuff enabled? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I did. Then you should be fine. But again, you you never know. Like that's true. Techno- too. Technology is not infallible, you know. <laughs> um all righty well thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode we appreciate y'all remember if you love what we do and want to continue to support us um 
just share this with your friends. If you're looking for a free way to support us, just share this with everyone you know. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, if you do want to support us monetarily, think about going over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys, dropping us just a dollar a month. That helps tremendously with yeah, buying these new games. That way we can talk about them here on air, give you our thoughts. We can be that trusted voice for you guys, what our thoughts on these games are before you buy them. Uh, if you want some sweet merch like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, go over to sgbstore.com and you can get it all over there. Um, and uh, w.gg, use our code SGB to get 10% off your order. Um, fantastic energy, uh, fantastic flavors. Shout out to Jack Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use their music on our show. Find them on Apple Music and Spotify. Links are in the description below. Please go check them out. Uh, Supergamerboys.com, Twitter and Instagram at Supergamerboys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at G Morlang. Adrian, where can they find you at? You can find me any and everywhere at Homeboy. Heck yeah. And uh, you can find Supergamerbot right here, just on the show. It's the only place you can find him. Yeah, they just they hang around, you know, keeping the place clean. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's it. That's all I got. Well, if that's the case, folks, thank you again for hanging out with us for another week. As always, we appreciate your uh, your support in any form, whether it's just uh, listening or telling somebody about the show or if you support us on our Patreon. Uh, We greatly appreciate it and we are glad that you do it. So that allows us to. uh, to uh, share our conversations that we would have had anyway with you. And hopefully you get something out of it and it is a uh, highlight of your week. Um, But other than that, I have been Adrian Holmes. And from me and Mr. Garrett Morlang, we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we'll catch you on the flippity flop. (sighs) Isn't it nice with Super Gamer Bot around? I feel like they just, they get us, you know? I almost feel a soul connection to Super Game 5. It's great. Connection of ones and zeros.